Okay, we are in Sefer Daniel, Perikhei, Pasukalov, Alshetzer, Malka, Avad, Lechem. And one of the most famous prokim in the entire Tanakh is Perikhei, telling the story, as we know, of the handwriting on the wall. So, we begin with Belshazzar is now the third king and the final king of Bavel. And the question is, who is Belshazzar? Rashi says, very interestingly, Beno Hayo. He is the son of Nebuchadnezzar. But we know that there was an intermediate king between Nebuchadnezzar and Belshazzar called Evel Merodech. Rashi explains it's simple. Evel Merodech was an older brother, so that he could still be the son of Nebuchadnezzar and still be Evel Merodech's brother, could be right in between them. Most of the Mephorshim say no, absolutely not. He is his grandson. Interestingly enough, we're going to see in the parrot, it often refers at least five times to Belshazzar as Bno Nebuchadnezzar. But, say the Mephorshim, that's standard practice in the Navi. We always find the grandson is referred to as the son. But more conclusive is Yirmiyahu. We learn in Yirmiyahu, Perek Chav Zayin, the Obdu also called Agayim Es Bno, the Es Ben Bno. They worship him, the son and the son of his son. That clinches it. It's a three-generation phenomenon. Um, and that's the thesis we're going to work on. Even though it says Beno, it means grandson, Ben Beno. As long as we're quoting Yumiyahu, let's take another pasuk that is very important and critical in today's parak. So let's do it even before we come to the topic. In Yumiyahu Chavtes, it says, "Kilafi milos lebavel shivim shana." Before the exile in Babel has run seventy years, um, or when it has run seventy years, Eschem. I will visit them, says the Kaddish I will return you here to Yerushalayim. This pasuk, you can be sure the kings of Babel were familiar with. Everyone was familiar with it, that the exile of the Jews in Babylonia would last 70 years. And that explains the decision, seemingly the very strange decision and calculation that Belshazzar is going to make here. So let's begin. So Belshazzar Malka Ovad Lachem Rav Lerabonohi Aleph. Belshazzar, the king, made a huge feast for all his nobles, a thousand nobles. He liked parties, as we're going to see. And he loved drinking. And in front of them, he was, had a thousand people drinking with him. You get an idea of the character of the man, because it was considered very déclassé for the king to drink in front of the people. But here, he brought it on for a thousand people. Um, the Gemara, I mean, Megillah says 
that he could drink like a thousand people. His appetite for wine was just insatiable. But he gives a giant party. Belshazzar Omar Batam Khamra Lahisasa Lamane Tahava Bachaswa Tihanpek Nebuchadnezzar Avuha Minhe Khala Diyushalayam. In that party, he gets stupefyingly drunk. It says Batam Khamra because of the wine. He says, fetch me the gold, the chaspa, the silver kalim, the drinking cups of the Hinfek Nebuchadnezzar, which Nebuchadnezzar, my grandfather, took from the Heichel in Yerushalayim, by Yishon Bohen Malkov, And he gives to drink Ravonai, his nobles, Shiglose would be his consorts, meaning he had other, you know, a mistress, Ulechinase concubines. So now, what is he doing here? It seems like a casual act engendered by excessive drinking. Bring me the vessels from the temple. Note, by the way, he adds insult to injury. He doesn't say, as his followers know better to say later on, the heichal in the temple. It's not the heichal in Yerushalayim. He said, bring me those kalim. Why has he decided now he has never used them before. He has made that calculation of the 70-year prophecy of Yirmiyahu we just read. He has calculated that Nebuchadnezzar, his grandfather, reigned for 45 years. His father, Evel Merodech, reigned for 23 years. That's 68. He is now past the second year of his reign. He is past the 70-year mark. Ergo, Yirmiyahu's calculation is wrong. There's going to be no redemption. Redemption would mean the end of the Babylonian Empire, and he will be in power. But he is woefully miscalculated. He is calculating, say the Mephorshim, from the ascension of Nebuchadnezzar to the throne. He then is calculating from the ascension to the throne to Nebuchadnezzar coming to Yerushalayim. That is 70 years. But the miscalculation is that it's the siege of Yerushalayim. When it starts is the minimal thing. So that's at least another year or two away. He's off on that. Ahasuerus makes the same miscalculation we're going to learn in Megillah's Esther, but there there's even more of an error because there are many who say that you count the 70 years from Nebuchadnezzar destroying the temple, and that would give you another 18 years. It was 18 years or 17 and change from Nebuchadnezzar's first invasion to the actual setting the temple on fire and B'nai Israel going to exile. So he miscalculates terribly. So everyone is drinking. And and while they are drinking from the gold, which now they correct themselves, which Nebuchadnezzar had taken from the Heichel of the house of God in Yerushalayim. It's not just a house in Yerushalayim. The Ishtihu Bahon Malka, and he is 
giving them liquor, they're drinking. The king, the Ravonei, the nobles, Shiglose, as we say, the consort, his consort, Luchanose, concubines. Ishtiv Chamra, and to add insult to injury, he is drinking from the cups of the base Hamikdash. Um, he is drinking it at the same time, toasting, as it were, praising with the drink, the golden gods, the kaspa, the silver gods, nechoshes, brass gods, parzola, the iron gods, uh-uh, the gods of uh, wood, the avnat, stone, every icon they are worshipping, they're toasting with the cup of the base hamikdash. It is an egregious um, insult and degradation of the Kosel, uh, the cups rather, of the um, Beis Hamikdash. Um, interestingly enough, it says that while they were drinking from the gold cups, uh, the question is, he ordered gold and silver. What happened to the silver cups, say the Maportion? There were so many gold cups taken from the temple, he didn't need the silver cups. There was enough to feed everyone with the gold cups. Anyway, sudden turn. Bashate, at that hour, at that very moment, Nafka etzvaon diyat inish, a finger appears, a disengaged, detached finger, appears the yadenosh, a human finger, the chosven lechabel nivrashta, and it writes on the wall, the plaster wall, algira di kasal, in front of the candelabra, in the hall of the king, in addition, the king sees that it's not a totally disengaged finger, it's attached to a disengaged palm of the hand. Farsham say he's the only one that sees it, which of course will add to his terror because he realizes he's the only one that sees it. This has got to be a message for him. Adayin Malka Zihove Halana. He freezes. He turns white. His thoughts become like a jumbled confusion. His belt pops, as it were. It unbuckles, probably from the, just the intake of breath when he, uh, at the shock of what he's seeing, and his belt just opens. The buckles pop. Rakuseo da ledonokshin, interesting expression, literally means his knees knock into each other. Kore Malka Bachayel, he immediately sends for his Khartoumim, his wise men, bring in the Ashofya, the Kazdoye, the Grazaya, the necromancers, the astrologers, the demonologists, Ane Malka, the Omar Lachachime Bobal, and he says, when you're bringing them in to the men of Babel, the wise men. Any man who can tell me this prophecy, tell me what this means, Aruga Yilbash, I will clothe him in a purple 
or sash indicating malchus. I will make him instant nobility. I will put a gold chain around his neck. I will give him talsai as one third of my kingdom. He will rule over. Men come below They don't make a, a dent in trying to figure out what this is. And this just worsens his condition. Um, he becomes even whiter in complexion, his face more contorted. Misfahel, his thoughts become totally confused. And seeing the king's reaction, his followers, his guests there at the party, his nobles, become so totally mishtamshin, confused, disoriented. Now, malchosa lekavel milei malchav ravanase leves mishta, alas. The queen, hearing all this confusion, comes into the hall where they're giving the festivities. Obviously, as the queen, she doesn't have to attend. She chose not to attend. Some say this isn't the queen, but it is Nebuchadnezzar's widow. It's the queen mother, his grandmother. Says, long life, eternal life to you, the king, but don't let your thoughts be confused. Don't let this contort your face in terror and fear. Why? There is a man in your kingdom. The Ruach of the Kaddish Baruch Hu is upon him. Ubiyome avucha, avucha means, and in the days of your grandfather, Nahiru, there was such wisdom in him. V'sochaltu, seicha, v'chachma, wisdom again, k'chachmas elokin hishtachabe, because the wisdom of the Kaddish Baruch Hu, meaning our Kaddish Baruch Hu, rested on him. And your grandfather was so impressed and overawed with him that he put him in charge of all the necromancers, seersayers, astrologists. He was in charge. He had extraordinary vision, smarts, and the Nadea, knowledge, and seichel, mefashechalmomim, interpreting dreams, vachfasei achidon, solving riddles, umesare ketirin, um, interpreting and, and solving every kind of problem, unraveling every problem. And so he, Daniel, uh, was given the name Balshatzar and Yiskaru Upishra Yishave. He is the one that can come and interpret this for you. Badai and Daniel, who are Kodem Malka, they bring him immediately before the king. Ane Lamaka, and the Malka says, Daniel. Some say this is a question, more likely it's a statement. He's recapitulating Daniel's history. Antahu Daniel, you are Daniel. Dimin Benego Lusa, the Yehud, from the exiles of Judah. You came to Haisi Malka, Avim in Yehud, when my grandfather, exiled in that very elite 
uh, A-list exiles of the intelligentsia and the political powers and the rabbinical powers in that first exile from Yerushalayim. And I have heard that the Ruach of the Kaddish Baruch is upon you. The wisdom, the Seichel, the Chachma, all rests upon you. And therefore I have brought you here before that to tell me what am I seeing? Give me the interpretation. I had brought the others first. They weren't able to. They couldn't do a thing. They couldn't answer. But Anna, now, I have heard the Mishra, you can interpret these, you can unravel it. The Kitchen La Mishra, the Ain Ain Tiko, Kuspa, La Mikro, Pishri La Zatani, Argana, Tilbashracha, Minocha. Again, anyone who can tell me what this handwriting on the wall means, Argana, Tilbash, I will dress him in purple making him an immediate royalty, a gold chain around your neck, and one-third of the kingdom you will be given immediately. Immediately, Daniel answers, he says before the king, Keep your presence. And your gifts, give it to the others. My purpose here, my purpose is to interpret what that says and interpret what it means. That's all. Anto Malka, and now first a little history lesson from Daniel to Belshazzar. Anto Malka, you, O king, the Kaddish Baruch Hu, and remember this all emanates from the Kaddish Baruch Hu. He raised your grandfather Nebuchadnezzar to the throne. It only was he that empowered him. Umin and from the power he gave him, every nation, every people, every group, every language, have a saying, we're trembling, we're, we're just terrorized by Nebuchadnezzar, your grandfather. If he wanted a guy killed, he'd have him killed. If he wanted someone raised from the masses, he would be raised. If he wanted someone uh, raised up, he'd have him raised up. He would raise him up. If he wanted somebody brought down, he would have him brought down. He was absolute, unrivaled power. However, he got carried away with this self-aggrandizement. His heart grew very um, bold and arrogant. He began the, the pride in his power. He was carried away, blinded by all the absolute power. And so he was taken away from Malchus and he was brought down. Umin b'nei Ansha 
and he was taken away from mankind. As we saw yesterday, he was led out of the sphere of humanity, Uleveva in Chayosa, and he became, his heart became the heart of an animal. Shavoi Maradena Madoneu, Ibsha Kisori Miyakmena. He, as we said, he ate grass like an animal. He dwelt in the land of the dew. Uh, he was in this condition until he realized the ultimate supremacy of the Kaddish Baruch that he was the ruler, acknowledged it, who was the one that set him up that is responsible for him. So there you have it. That is the history. And now the Navi is going to turn to Belshazzar and say, how did this all fail you? What does the writing mean? What does it mean to you? What does it mean to Bavel? 8.45 a.m. tomorrow, you will not want to miss the conclusion. Adkan.